0: Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this
1: is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlos is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute buck kicking with love.
0: Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a
1: second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with
0: healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions, As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash Bisarlo. Now, on to the show! Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Fucking excited, Karen. We are rebranding. Yeah. And I don't even know what that looks like yet, but we just hired (laughs) professionals to help us, (laughs) like a big SOS help us. Um, So everything's changing. And Mm -hmm. it's so fun and fascinating, and it's all done with the intent to send a clear message to The listeners, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we really had that put in our face. Um, We've grown from such, uh, well, two small businesses, um, having no clue what we were doing, just having fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we originally started the podcast, it was like, well, we just want them to feel like they're having coffee with us. Mm -hmm. So we named it Coffee with the Sarlos because we thought that was warm and inviting. And we weren't thinking, doesn't tell anyone what the hell we do, right? So it's yeah. like unless they already are aware of you, what would draw them into this? Yeah, it's true. Anyway, it's a huge learning curve. I think it's absolutely fascinating, um, and just learning how important messaging is, so that these important messages that we're talking about on the show can, you know, be brought to more people. Um, I'm just, I'm
1: buzzing. I think it's really cool. And I'm enjoying the part of that branding and learning where I get to know my client more. Hundred percent. Like they're that they're, and I don't just mean through the channeling or in sessions or through the synesthesia. I mean that they're teaching us from a marketing perspective of what you guys as listeners um, are looking for, what you need in your life, how to connect to you guys. Like we know how to connect to you guys in sessions. Yeah, we know how to how to do that aspect of everything. This is another way we get to know you.
0: Yeah, it, it's really cool. One of the things they were talking about is: this is not a business podcast. Don't don't worry, everyone. There oh no, I have a story. story. <laughs> but like they will say, you know, marketing is a practice and memorization, and I think that's really cool. If, you know, from a business perspective, mm-hmm. they're one hundred percent right. To me, as we're being walked through all the different stages to learn how to actually name a business, name a podcast, name a book, etc it's a huge practice in empathy because Mm -hmm. we're being asked over and over again to shed this whole curse of knowledge, right? We know what we do. We know how it goes. We Mm -hmm. know roughly how it works. But we actually have to be put into a brand new client's shoes Mm -hmm. to anticipate all that they don't know and all that they might be wondering. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just, it's a very humbling experience uh, and exciting. Mm -hmm. Okay, ready to get into the show? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm also excited for that. Yes, and I'm I'm back into some of my favorite names here. So,
1: oh, good. What am okay. I picking? today? I'm looking for a female. Mm, okay, so I have Hadil. Okay, thank you for the name. So Hadil calls, and we can see each other. So she has a whole series of sessions, and I think there's four in total. And what I did was I tried to do a little synopsis and pull out of each of the sessions a common thread that went through each. So I'm not telling you guys the story in total of every single session. That's important to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm threading a story for you today in one aspect of every session that deals with her primary relationship. Can you give me a name for her partner, please? And this time it's a male. Okay, so I choose Nico. Thank you. So at the very first session, she says, I'd like an open session. I'm asking you about a partner. And the guides came back and responded, distance. And I said, what does that mean? And the guide said, well, she and her partner have different types of distance going on. Number one, they live in two completely different cities. They, so there's physical distance. Mm-hmm. Number two, he's creating an emotional distance um, between the two of them. And I said, well, what, like, what do you mean? Like What kind of emotional? Well, he's not responding to texts. He's, he goes, and sometimes he does, like it's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But when she does speak to him, she's trying to make a connection to her partner. And so she's asking things about what he feels and he's shutting down by saying, I don't know. Or he just doesn't answer. So he changes the subject. So he's creating an emotional distance between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You can start with that and say that to her. So I did, I repeated it, of course, and she confirmed. She said, that's right, we are living in two different cities, that's correct. And then she says, well, she says, I think that that's pretty accurate what you're saying because just giving those couple of examples of when I ask him about how he's feeling and stuff, he's not answering me, and then yet another time he does, and I don't understand why he goes back and forth. And I said, well, I said, he... He's purposely creating that distance between the two of you. It's what he wants to do. And she gets really angry, but the anger comes out like towards the spirit guides and towards me. In the form of what? Um, that's fair. That's a good question, Kelly. Yeah, sometimes because
0: sometimes you can see it like on their face, but yeah. sometimes they're just, you know, they're dismissive or they're defensive. Well, what does that mean? you know or or it's angry like well yeah like i
1: know that why are you saying it like i'm i'm wondering how how that came out the last part of what you said is accurate and you can see it in her face so you're right about that mm. you're right about tone of voice you're right about the defensiveness and at the very same time that it comes out an attack like well how do you prove that so the guide stopped and said okay we will take that let's go back a little bit and we're going to describe the beginning of the relationship. She wants like validations because she's trying to think or trying to see, can I believe what Karen is saying to me? I am so lost. Like, how is that not a validation? Oh, I agree with you. I, I feel lost in those sessions. I don't understand that either. And and defensiveness is not the same as denial. So is she denying it? Yes. Okay. Then that's why she wants. Okay. Yeah. So the guide said at the very beginning of the relationship, there was a ton of love bombing. There's a ton of, um, a lot of emotional connection, um, saying the things to her that she needs. He asks her a lot about her past relationships on purpose to show that he's sympathetic, that he is empathy towards how other men have treated her, that he won't treat her that way. And he goes out of his way that if she says things like, you know, I never got flowers or they didn't, you know, show me they loved me or something, then he'll buy flowers. He will do and pick, he will pick up on whatever it is she puts out there. And then he will make sure that he does the opposite of that, which is total love bombing. Because it is.
0: Well, if you don't. Want to cons- like consistently
1: follow through with it, yeah. Yeah. So the guide said that about the very beginning of the relationship and that she could confirm that. So I said, okay. So I just told her that. I said, the guides want to go back to the beginning of the relationship to show that there was an outright intention at the beginning that he was going to make sure that he met all of your needs. And she goes, yeah, but isn't that what love is? If it's done consistently, yeah. That's right. And I said that to her, I said, well, that's their point. They're trying to say that there was a, there's a lack of consistency and that, well, no, he was consistent at the very beginning of the relationship. Girl, we need a dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Yes, we do. We, we, we disagreed (laughs) on what consistency means, which is. A part of the session I don't really enjoy (laughs) because I can see you pulling your hat down over your head (laughs) in frustration with this client. We're only on session one. (laughs) Great. This is my Saturday, by the way. Yeah. So, (laughs) right. I'm just teasing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I know you are. Um, It was a struggle in every single session to try to get her to understand simple terminology, Mm -hmm. simple, healthy aspects of relationships, like the word consistency. Cool. And can I just break this down? Yeah. Because I mean, I I can be funny,
0: but that struggle that Hadil is facing is often a product of um, being treated the way she's been treated, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not that we intentionally go in thinking I'm going to be naïve, I'm going to be uneducated, You're right? Like we were excited about the things that are being presented as the love bombing is occurring. And then in order to stay, when we notice that things aren't consistent anymore, we have to enter into cognitive dissonance, which creates, it. it really is confusing the brain. And so consistent, ironically, confusion in the brain then trips us up when someone says, okay, there's no consistency because you're trying to go no, 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 it is there, it is there, and and you want to challenge it because you have to stay in your cognitive dissonance. Right? So there's actually a part of you that really truly believes that you're right even when the definition literally doesn't line up.
1: Yeah. And this is um this is co- a complicated thought process that you're describing that she just so struggles with Kelly that it it's impossible completely impossible in the first session to get anywhere. Mm.
0: And you know what? I'll say this too like mm-hmm. a, an empathetic statement. That's fair yeah. because anyone who's going through this who has had to enter into cognitive dissonance in a relationship that matters a lot to them it could be a parent. This is a great example. There's a lot at stake. In recognizing that you're in dissonance. Mm -hmm. Because once I have to acknowledge that I'm in it, I actually have to acknowledge the lack of health in the relationship itself or in the person themselves. And if I come out of my dissonance and I choose health, the stake is potentially losing that person altogether.
1: Yeah. And 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 the stakes can just seem too high. Right, because then it also means... And I know everybody's following along in this thought process. She doesn't want to be alone.
0: Mm -hmm. No one does. So, yeah. In the world. I just mean at large in the world, right? If we feel like there's a possibility of being alone,
1: we're scared. Mm. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Mm -hmm. So, in her session, now if I just get right back into the session again... Um, the guy she, she doesn't like any... You? <laughs> yes, you would absolutely be right. She does not like me. She does not like what the spirit guides are telling her. She doesn't want to hear any anything like this about her partner. She doesn't want to have to go down any of the roads of any of the thoughts you've just described. She does not want to come out of the reality that she's in, the cognitive dissonance. She does not want it. Nah, I would argue that. Maybe not consciously, but go ahead. Oh, okay. I we I can agree with you that consciously she does not want to and that subconsciously and that her soul would want her the hell out of all of that stuff. Absolutely. And even like it kind of hovering in between
0: conscious and subconscious like Nobody calls a fucking psychic when their relationship is going tickety-boo and goes, tell me all about my relationship. Like, no, you know it's good. You know things are going well. You know your, your needs are being met. Mm. You call a psychic, most people, when there's difficulty and you're like, I need answers. That's fair. And and really yep. what you're doing is I need to have the difficulty explained. And if you don't like the answer of what the difficulty is or why it exists, then we can get angry. But I mean, like, really? Did she think she was just calling to hear really nice things when her person isn't even texting her back?
1: Yeah, that's, I'm going to say that's all accurate and well said. But I think it also speaks to the level of the cognitive dissonance that she's in. That even when a healthy person starts to address some of this with her, that she, um, hmm, that, that was, was my point. Go yeah, on. that she just sits in that poop pile, mm. right? And then again, she wants to ask more questions. So her next question goes to, um, like, what his intention is the relationship. And so I said to the guides, she wants to know what his intention is. And the guides come in and they say to me, well, he's looking for other women. He's um, He has no intention of, of being um, monogamous. He has no intention of being engaged with her. Oh my God, Kelly, I should interrupt myself at this point. Like I, when I asked the guides this about his desire to be with other women. My question is, well, is he polyamorous? Like, is he going to tell her? Is he going to be upfront and say, I'm interested in other people? Can the relationship move in that direction? No. He likes the fact that he's going to do it behind her back. Which is not polyamorous. No, I know that. Polyamorous is with permission. I'm educating the listeners. Oh, sorry. Do your education. Sorry. (laughs) Go. (laughs) Go.
0: No, I'm just saying that's not it, right? Because there will be beautiful, healthy, polyamorous individuals yeah. who are listening to this and go, whoa, 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 that's not even what that fucking means. That's right. Right? Polyamorous can be done extremely respectfully yeah. when all
1: parties are educated that this is what's occurring. That's correct. So when I ask if he intends to be polyamorous, the guides say, hell no. He wants to be in a monogamous relationship meaning she's not going to have other partners. He's going to, and he's not going to tell her. So that's just called being a dick.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's not a relationship arrangement.
1: (laughs) That's fair. That's true. Again, just educating. Yes. So when I'm saying this to her, I explained to her, because she's asking about his intentions and where the relationship is going to go. And I tell her exactly what the guys are saying, that he has an in, that all of what I just said to everybody. And she says to me, well, I don't believe that. And uh, okay. prove, prove it. And I said, what do you mean, prove it? You asked me about the future. And intention. Yeah. I said, so what, well, can't you prove it? I said, how do you know? Yeah. So in our
0: affirmation process, typically if there are things you can't confirm, we go back, we ask the guides for something for past or present that we can confirm so that the individual, the client sees, you know, two or three messages that have 100% accuracy, and our system is to say, if I'm accurate about these things, I'm accurate about the future related, or the information that we're filling the blank in. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine she's going to take anything and digest it as truth.
1: Yeah. And then her next question is, um, I want the names and the phone numbers and the addresses and the dates of when he's going to see these people. And Girl, she okay. She went from like not believing you to like thinking
0: you are all knowing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I yeah that pendulum swung hard, and I said no. Good. And she went no, as in the spirit guys won't give me that information, and if not, like I want to know why they won't give it to me. And I said no. The answer is no. And she goes, well, are you saying no? And I said, correct. I said, this is Karen Sarlo's boundary. I am not doing shit like that for anybody. Mm-hmm. I said, it is not my intention to use my gifts in this way. And that's the end of it. They're, they're, I'm not even asking the spirit guides for that. I won't even disrespect them with that kind of a question. Nice. And we were done. For now, there's four more sessions.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what the hell happened?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that's <laughs> yeah. how that session ended. And I honest to God thought I would never hear from her again because that session ended on no. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to hear that. So she was huffy. She was um like she was angry. Huffy. You got it. Blow your house down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she totally was. That was the end of the first session. Session two. So she begins this session and says, I've seen you before. And I mean, I have no recollection, of course. That's nice. (laughs) This, in this case, it is. I'm glad for you. (laughs) Yeah. And we go through consent and um, she says, I want to know about my partner. And she says, I want to know the answer to the question. I just want to know, is he having an affair? And the guides come in and go, No. And she goes, well, now, aren't we in the quandary? And I said, well, okay. I said, I don't know what that means or who's in the quandary. How can I help you? And she goes, no, I mean you. Aren't you in a quandary? And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, could you clarify? And she goes, well, I saw you about a year ago, and you said that my partner was was having an affair. And I said, oh, I have no recollection of sessions. I'll have to ask the spirit guides. Um, I said, so what are we doing? I said, I don't understand. Well, why would you lie to me? And I said, "Um, I have no idea. And I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm just going to check in with the spirit guides. And I'll just tell you whatever it is that they're going to say, because I don't understand what's going on. And I don't understand the anger and everything. So I said, I'm just going to check in. So the spirit guides come in and they say to me, okay, she saw you a year ago and she asked you questions about the future and he has had more than one affair. He's just not currently in one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. I love that they got so literal with language. Oh. Her question
0: was, is he having an affair? They went, "Mm, timeline, no, he's not currently in one. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Yep.
1: Honest to God, Kelly, I love the spirit world. Yeah. Because this is a clear indication that there's, like, you and I keep no client files for channeling. Mm -hmm. I have no client files, period. I Mm -hmm. have Revenue Canada files on my yin-yang. Absolutely. Um, You have coaching client files, but we do not have files on clients because it is pure channeling and you don't need a client file because the spirit world is always going to have the truth. I don't have to worry about remembering something Mm. or trying to find it in a fucking file. Mm.
0: We also don't have to go to a board and say, you know, please defend us. Right. (laughs) If a client, yeah, it's it's just, there's a lot of, well, far
1: less red tape. Yeah. So I gave her that answer. I told her exactly what the spirit guide said and she just literally froze.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I like, I'm, I'm certainly not going to laugh even though I find how the guides operate quite humorous. Um, That's humiliating. Yeah, And I'm not saying she should feel humiliated. I'm acknowledging that that would be a natural emotion. When you ask the question, is my partner having an affair? You are asking the question with what sounds like the intent to set someone up and, and accuse them. She came in full on wanting to attack you, but walked in acting innocent, asking a question, and then got stuck in her own trap. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like that, that's just really unhealthy behavior, which you can feel humiliated about all on its own. Then there's also the humiliation of, oh, and this person also knows that my partner is having, or pardon me, has had affairs on me. And the humiliation of the affair itself. That's a lot of shame. Oh,
1: yeah. It is. P- potentially. Right. Yeah, so I can understand why she froze. Oh yeah, and then her question after that was, "Okay, then, um, will he have another affair?" What the fuck? Yeah, and did she confirm the others? No. Okay. So, the guide said yes, and she said she asked some questions around. Well, why would he do that? And my response to her was. You need therapy. Mm -hmm. This is not, like I can answer, pardon me, I should finish that question. This is not something that is within what I'm supposed to be able to do. Mm -hmm. She needs to be in a therapist's office, not to discuss his affairs and his psychological condition or however. Yeah. Yeah, we can work that way. She needs to be there to understand why she's staying. She needs to be able to talk to somebody about her own beliefs and her own Mm self-worth. So I answered that and said, the answer was yes. That's what the guide said. It would continue. She asked me for the names, addresses, phone numbers, and the guides cut her off and said, no again. And I said, oh, I said, um, let me interrupt you for a moment. I said, the guides are saying that you've done this before um, and that you've asked for names and addresses because you want to Catch confront the, the women. She oh wants to confront the women. She does not want to confront her hus- her partner here. She wants to go and attack th- the females. And there's another reason why she needs to be in therapy. Mm -hmm. She is avoiding dealing with her own issues, his and her issues. Mm -hmm. She's trying to say, I'm not going to deal with mine or his or us as a couple. I'm going to project it all on another woman. Who may or may not know he even has a a quote unquote partner,
0: if you want to call her that. Because he's what? He's in another country? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry, you're, sent, you're spending money on a psychic to find out about affairs and willing to what, fly across the country or to another country to catch them in the act at the time that it's happening?
1: Yeah, instead of seeing a therapist right where you are in the coziness of your own home. The therapist would be cheaper. Yep. Less expensive, pardon me. Yes, far more helpful, mm-hmm. far more healing give you the tools, we could go on and on about what a therapist could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's she's clearly in avoidance. So that session does not end well, meaning that she's angry. And the guide said to me, this is how she ended the last session, angry at you and at us. And I said, well, now that makes sense. Because she projects Her anger, Mm -hmm. she's not going to give her anger to him when she's speaking to him or go to therapy and deal with her anger. That makes complete sense that she's just going to spew it out on anybody else in her life, including strangers, Mm -hmm. right? So that's the end of session two. Okay. Session three. Hadil starts the session after consent, of course, again, and asks about her partner and says that she wants to know what the guides would be willing to tell her, anything about a partner again. And the first thing they say is, what partner?
0: <laughs>
1: and I'm like, huh? What, what do you mean what partner if a client is asking about a partner? And they go, well, wait now. He doesn't reply to her texts. He doesn't answer her phone calls. He has completely ghosted her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is zero communication. He has left her. Then her next question is, is he coming back? To the country or to her? Both. Oh. And I asked the guides and they said, yes. And I'm like, okay, um, do I tell her anything with that? And they said, no, <laughs> you, can, you can tell her that and let her ask the questions. So I did, I told her, I said, the answer is yes. And she just looks at me like, well, what else? And I said, well, what are your questions? Well, did they not tell you anything else? And I said, no. I said, you asked a yes or no answer. They gave me the yes or no. And she goes, well, sometimes you get more. And I said, that's correct, and it's fair to ask. But I'm just giving you the information that there is no more. And that they're waiting for you to ask your question. And then she says, well, why would he come back to me? And I said, because he is training you to tolerate being abused. And she went, what? And, she, and then she blurts out and says to me, I married him. And I said, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I've been seeing you now for over a year and a half and you told me he was having an affairs and I didn't believe you. So I went ahead and married him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, oh, okay. And she says, so on paper, we're married. But you know, it is weird because when I went down there to marry him, um, he wouldn't have sex with me. And like, I had to keep pushing it because I mean, Jesus, Karen, we got married. And I said, okay. So like, I'm just listening to that hurt, mm-hmm. to that amount of pain mm-hmm. and not wanting to put her into any kind of shame over what she's done, Yeah, not wanting to make her pain worse in any way. Uh, so I just said to her, "What? Well, how can I support you? What, like, what do you need? And she goes, well, you're telling me that I went down there and I married him and I basically forced him to have sex with me. And then now you're telling me that he is going to come back to me, but it is to completely hurt me. And I said, well, my understanding is, is that the guides have been telling you that it's about hurting you from the very beginning. I said, I, I don't think that this is supposed to be new news. Mm -hmm. And I said, but I don't mean that in a way that it would shame you. I think the guides have been are, are trying to explain to you and answer you honestly in every session. Yeah, that they've been trying to support you since you reached out to them. Yeah. With I the said, truth. Yeah. I said, they will always give you the truth. But if you don't find somebody who helps you sit in the truth, who helps you actually process what you need to do to remain in the truth, mm-hmm. then... You come outside of that, and there you go with what you said at the very beginning about creating cognitive dissonance, and that's why you would need another human being to help you, not the spirit guides. A therapist. Yes. You need a a human that's got that skill set to actually go through all of this with you to help you process it. And she goes, so you're just telling me then that I I am married and I'm not really married. Mm -hmm. And I said... That's correct. And, y- and if I have to believe you in this spirit world, then he's going to come back to me. Oh, was that the takeaway? That was the takeaway. Okay. And that's the, that's the end of session three. Session four. Hadil calls and she says, hi, Karen, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. She says, I've seen you before a number of times about my partner, and every time I saw you, I um, ended every session basically really rude. Um, She says, really volatile. She says, um, and really full of a lot of pain. And she says, and I really hated you. Mm. And I said, okay. You would not be the first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you. (laughs) And she says, um, I am booked 75 minutes or pardon me, a $75 session with you today. She says, I've got a whole half hour. I'm only going to need about five minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. And she says, I'm calling. I wanted to pay for your time to tell you that I'm sorry. She says, I wanted to say to you that you were correct. She said, I got a phone call from a group of women who told me my husband had been sleeping with all of them. And that one in particular Um, found out about other women, all of them, and contacted all of them. Mm -hmm. And they decided as a group to contact me because they found out I'm the wife. So I got a call from this this group of people Mm -hmm. to say that my husband had slept with each one of them and that they thought that I might have difficulty believing it. So they thought if it was a whole group that I would believe more than one woman. I've seen a lawyer. I am divorcing my husband. I have got a therapist. And I've been in therapy for about about a year now. Oh, go girl. And she says, I I have a very, very good therapist. Mm. And she says, "Um, that is very caring. And she says, and I managed to find a male because I have issues with men. Mm -hmm. So she says, I've told him that I am scared of him, but that I'm coming to therapy because I need to be able to talk to a male that I can trust. Mm. So she says, I've told him I've picked him on purpose because he is a man um, and that I'm putting a hell of a lot of trust in him to help me. So she says, I've told my family. She says, I've told my friends And she says, one of my friends said, well, that woman that you've been calling a bitch for the last couple of years deserves a fucking apology. And she says, I've thought about it. She says, it took me months to be able to get my nerve together to call you because I feel humiliated. Mm -hmm. She says, but I've spoken to my therapist and I'm now ready to call you. Wow. This was my homework was to phone you. And I said, I'm so proud of you. I said, and the spirit world is so proud of you. Mm -hmm. I said, this is why they showed up every time with the truth. Mm -hmm. And each time, never tried to shame you, never tried to tell you what to do, simply gave you the information and set boundaries for you. Mm -hmm. And she went, yeah, I got that when I spoke to the therapist, when I said how you spoke to me, Mm -hmm. and how the therapist would say, oh, that's a good psychic. Oh, that's a really healthy medium. Mm -hmm. She set boundaries around that. She told you, no, if a medium or psychic ever says shit like this to you, they're not good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And she says, so I had somebody who really understood what you do. And what would be healthy with what you do and unhealthy? Beautiful. Yeah. So she says, I'm just calling today. You have, you know, another 25 minutes to go and enjoy a tea or a coffee. I wanted to value your time and to show you that I was respectful because my first three calls, I was completely disrespectful to you and the spirit world. And I wanted to call and say, Could you please tell the spirit world, I'm sorry? It's so, uh, congratulations to Hadil. I'm so
0: happy for you as well, Karen, that you got um, that acknowledgement from the human. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I also know how much you celebrate people's growth, even if you've been a part of their pain. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, there's so much beauty from every single angle. I will always remind people that you do not need us to give a message to your spirit guides, you never need to book a session with one of us to say, can you please tell my grandmother or the guides, I think or feel these things. That is your direct relationship with them. If you're having a hard time hearing them or feeling them and you want validation, that's what we do. That's what we channel, right? Um, the, the most fun part is that as she made each, each one of those steps toward health, the guides saw it all. They were a part of it. They rejoiced at every step she took, every misstep she took. Um, I, yeah. And that is the very opposite of being alone. Yeah. You're actually in better company.
1: Yeah. And they're giving her the courage to do it. Right? They're giving her the love that she needs. The word when we want to say, I'm grounded enough to make healthier decisions. It's the spirit world that gives you that energy that grounds you so that you can do it. hmm well, I'm, I'm happy for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing from her again, and I can say that now for the very first time. Yeah, because her sessions can morph and change now, right? Like yeah. If she's only
0: coming for one particular purpose, and this can go for everyone, right? You come with a particular purpose because maybe you lost someone you love and you just want medium, and that's great. That's a really good reason. And then you get what you need, and you go... Oh, what about that other fun stuff?
1: Mm-hmm. What other
0: kinds of questions could I ask? What else could I learn? Uh, that, that That is fun. Sometimes session two is more fun than the first. Mm-hmm. And I mean session two once they're really showing up, like yeah. she is now. Yeah,
1: maybe we'll call it part two.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, thank you for putting this all together. You're very welcome. And uh, wrapping up a happy story for our Saturday. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.